In love, God has made you a part of a body of love. Now this body of Christ, to which we belong, as we were seeing yesterday, is a living organism. It's not just like a body, it is the body of Christ here on earth. Therefore, in God's understanding, God's purpose, God's intention, it is a body of love. That just as God is love and Jesus came and showed the full extent of his love in laying down his life for us, so he draws us together within a body of love. Now, this body was really initiated by Jesus, especially at the Last Supper when he was describing himself as, as the true vine, as we saw a few days ago. Uh, but also, uh, he wanted the, the disciples to understand that they were part of this, this new covenant, this new way in which God was now going to relate to his children. Very different from the relationship that was possible in the Old Testament, this is the kind of relationship that is now made possible because Jesus has died for us on the cross, made us totally acceptable to God, brought us into unity with him, and because we now have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit, of course, is God, not just a blessing from God. The Holy Spirit is God. We can talk about Christ in us. We can talk about the Holy Spirit in us. Uh, we can actually talk about God in us because Jesus is God, the Holy Spirit is God, the Father is God. These are just different ways in which God has chosen to reveal himself to us. Now, the new command that Jesus gave to, be, to, to this body of Christ, to those who belong to this new covenant, is you are to love one another as I have loved you. You know, the theme of these um, devotions is, I have loved you. So he says, you are to love one another in exactly the same way as I have loved you. So if he laid down his life for us because of his love for us, we are therefore called to lay down our lives for one another because that's what this love of God involves. What that means is simply this. When Jesus came, he didn't live for himself. He didn't live for his own desires and his, his own will, his own purposes. He lived to glorify the Father by doing what the Father wanted him to do. But this meant that he lived for others. He said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. He literally laid down his life, even to the point of, of, of being crucified for us so that we could have salvation. So he says to the disciples, there is no greater love than this, that a man lays down his life for his friends. Now, this body to which you belong, and here kingdom faith is a local manifestation of the body of Christ, it's essentially to be a body of love. Now, there are all kinds of other characteristics that are to be seen in this body, but essentially Jesus is saying it must be a body of love. And he prayed before he went to the cross, Father, may they be one, praying for all those who would become believers, all those who would become part of this body. Father, may they be one so that the world will know that you have sent me uh, and so, so that the world will believe and know that you have sent me. 
You see, the world is going to believe when it sees the unity brought about in the body of Christ, in a local manifestation of the body, because of the love of God that has drawn those people together in unity. Now, as you know, I have experienced revival at different times, and the hallmark, if you like, of revival is love. Now, love exists in, in, in the church uh, uh, to a certain degree at all times. In revival, that love takes on a, a totally other dimension, really. It, it's a deeper love. It's a greater love. It's a more embracing love, a greater love for God, a greater love for one another, a greater love for, for those who are lost in the world, a, a, a love that moves people to action. For the love of God compels us, the scripture says. You feel compelled to action, compelled to serve, compelled to give, because your heart is just so full of the love of God. And that is the nature of this love. It's a love that gives. So it's important if God wants this uh, body of his to be a body of love, for every member of that body, every part of that body, to be filled with his love. And the scripture says that God has given us his love by the Holy Spirit who lives within us. In other words, the same love that was in Jesus is in you by the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, we've seen already that there was nothing in the life of Jesus that was counterproductive to that love. So that love could find full expression in his ministry. There was, there was nothing fighting against that love. There was no selfishness. There was no pride. There, there was nothing negative. So <clears throat> what God wants is for there to be that kind of expression of love within his body. In other words, no selfishness, no pride, no jealousy, no anger, no bitterness, nothing to drive us apart, nothing to separate us. That if, if the enemy, who, who obviously always wants to divide and to bring division instead of unity, if the enemy has any influence, he would try to pull people apart. He would try to cause church splits. He would cause people to leave church uh, because they get upset about some minor little thing, uh, or, or they they choose to take offense. So the scripture is very clear that we have to pay attention, all those of us that are members of this body, to our relationships within the body, to make sure that we keep in that unity, that we keep in good, sound relationships. Now, this begins, of course, by all of us realizing we have a great responsibility to the rest of the body. We have a responsibility to ourselves to be in the place with God where he wants us to be. We have a, a, a responsibility to God to be in the place where he wants us to be. But we also have a responsibility to all the other members of the body for us to walk in love, to walk in unity, to walk in faithful and loving obedience to Jesus so that we can contribute towards this unity and therefore we can fulfill the kind of ministry that God wants us to fulfill, because whatever kind of service he calls us to, it is always to be done in love. The only debt that we have is to love one another in the way that Christ loved us. So this being in right relationship has to involve, it has to really begin, actually, with, with us being in right relationship to those that God has set up over us in leadership in the body. Now, this is so, so important. The scriptures keep emphasizing this, uh, and therefore we have to take notice of this. You see, if you don't honor and respect those in leadership, 
then you will never receive through them from God what he wants to impart to you. And, you know, it's very easy to be critical of leaders because no critical, no, no leaders are actually perfect. And leaders can make mistakes. Leaders can get things wrong in their personal lives, in the way that they lead the church. But always, you see, we are to forgive because if we don't forgive, God will not forgive us. And one of the things that causes division in so many churches is that people are critical of their leaders instead of being submitted to those leaders. It never seems to occur to them that if, if God wanted those critics to lead the church, he would have put them in the position of responsibility. And of course, some people cause divisions because that's what they aspire to. That's what they want to do. And they split and they sometimes lead groups of people out of congregations. It's very ungodly. It's totally, totally alien to the purposes and the will of God. He wants there to be unity. And of course, the leaders have the responsibility to be in the right place with God so that they can lead the people in the way of God. But every member of the church needs to be in good and right um, relationship with their leaders, with, yes, the congregational leaders, with group leaders, wherever there is, God places some kind of authority and responsibility, then there is to be the right kind of submitted, loving re relationship between the, the leadership and the rest of the body. The leaders, of course, have to love the body and the rest of the body have to love the leadership. But of course, we are called to love one another, not just the leaders. And, and uh, even in a church the size of Kingdom Faith, a few hundred people, you can't possibly know everybody else and you can't be in a real meaningful personal relationship with all the other members. You won't even know the names of some of the other members. But nevertheless, they are still part of the same body to which you belong. But God puts you in a closer relationship with a group of people. This is why the small groups are so important in the life of the body, because this is where you work out this relationship of love. This is where you're working out how to lay down your lives for one another, to support one another, to care for one another, look after one another, but also together in that small group to have an impact on those who do not belong to the body, an impact uh, outside of the church, outside of the body of Christ, so that more people can be drawn into the body. And of course, what attracted people to Jesus was his love. Yes, he, he performed miracles, but you know, in his, in his congregation, if you like, in his audience when he spoke, there were, there were criminals and outcasts, prostitutes, tax gatherers who were, were, were really cheats. Uh, and and uh, you, you see, although he was the Holy One amongst us, people were not afraid of his holiness. They didn't shrink away from Jesus. They were drawn and attracted because where there is revival, if you like, where there is the real life and power of God, that love draws, that love attracts. So God wants us to always be in that place of love for one another so that we are living in the traction of God. Hallelujah. And this has to be something that comes from the heart. You can't feign it. You can't fake it. You can't make out that you love if you don't really love. So let's give thanks to God today for the love that he has given us by the Holy Spirit. And let's just ask God to show us, to make sure that our hearts are right in relationship to leaders, to those he has placed in responsibility over us for our welfare, to develop us, to help us, to find and develop our ministries. 
uh, whether we're in right relationship with others and whether we're prepared to work together with others to actually spread the good news of the kingdom of God in the world around us. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com. 